Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. And they're all talking and blah, 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 blah. And Adam. Baby Jesus says I do what I want. Why? Because we're the Griswolds. We are almost done with season one. It's been a long road. It's been a already hard road. Yeah, it's been tough this season one. <sighs> it's a road that has rode us hard and put us away wet. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I'm um surprised uh that we that we made it this far. Mm. Um mm-hmm. we're, we're <laughs> reflecting a lot already even though we haven't finished season 1. Uh, we, we should probably yeah. save that more for the next episode, but <laughs> right, right. I am quite quite impressed if I'm, I do I'm say so our, ourselves. I'm very proud of us. I'm mainly proud of you because you do all the editing. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, <laughs> I I was at a doctor today because of the uh, carpal tunnel. Yeah, the carpal tunnel type. That's it's tendonitis. Actually, it turns out it was Jesus tendonitis. Is there anything that can be done? Yeah, yeah. They gave me a, a really cool new brace. It has like these big, uh, rope ish. No, they're not like ropes, ropes, but they're mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. big cords on it. Stuff so when you strap it over, it's it's almost cling on. It's pretty cool. I love honor. I demand honor. <laughs> Without realizing it, basically they said, okay, so by season three, we're going to try a cortisone shot. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. Oh, dear. Okay. Directed by Michael Dorn. Directed by the actual Michael fucking Dorn. Michael Dorn is an extremely nice guy. I've heard that. I've heard that he is a really sweet person, and him mm-hmm. and Marina Sirtis are like super buds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And any friend of Marina Sirtis's is... Is a friend of mine. She's all right for a Spurs supporter. What? It's a soccer thing. Oh. <laughs> it's a I British like, soccer oh thing. Oh, God. She's not a turf, is she? What the fuck? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't know about the oh. Spurs? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a subgroup of... Don't do that. People who, I don't know, i got to try and come up with something, really hate <laughs> freckled uh, gay people. They just can't handle yes, just, the freckled just gays. Just freckled, freckled gay people. No, she's awesome. Yeah. Is this his directorial debut? Only on Enterprise. I don't think he actually does any other episodes uh, other than this. Because uh, he, di- he never directed TNG, did he? I don't think so. He did three episodes of DS9. And just this episode of two day of two days and two nights on on Enterprise. That's it. Okay, cool. The title of this: Two Days and Two Nights. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying it. They did. It was really annoying. Is it a reference to something? Not that I'm aware of. It felt like one, like there was some kind of literary reference mm-hmm. or something. Two days yeah. and two nights, I, or a, a classic movie or something. I don't know. It just kept sticking in my head. Maybe it's standard for like military vacation days or something i'm not sure i'm not you know connecting anything in my head so maybe that's as much shore leave that you get in space force dude (laughs) (laughs) see that like not only does it annoy me that you know our military space wing is called space force but also like two days and two really that's your vacation after being in space for months and months and months they give them two days they're not on. There's nothing else going on. They're not transporting colonists. They're not doing any diplomatic mes- missions. 
they could take as long as they wanted. Yeah, I mean, that's the beginning of this problem with the vacation scheduling. Yeah. In our opening scene, we're talking about the vacation itself or whatever. They're mm-hmm. doing a walk and talk, and it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Archer and T'Pol and Porthos. Yes, he's so cute. So cute. What a good dog. Yes, you are. This one is Prada. This is the the yes. dog was credited on IMDb. I had never thought to check for that, but mm-hmm. it's Prada the dog. Yeah, is uh, is our Porthos this episode? Yeah, and so they're walking and talking, and it comes up that they drew lots, right, to see who goes on a two day vacation. So that means half the crew doesn't get shore leave. Oh, it's way less than half. There's only two shuttlecrafts that go. Right. So it couldn't possibly be more than like maybe 12 people at the most. Yeah, we see four people in a shuttlecraft leaving the ship in the next scene, mm-hmm. which is Hoshi, Malcolm, Trip, and Archer, and, and Porthos. And oh, then no. they got a guy who's driving it back and forth. Milktoast is going too, so it's five. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Travis is there too. Mm-hmm. So you got five there, and then there's only one other shuttlecraft. You got to assume it's the same size, so only 10 people out of a crew of 80-something yeah. get to go on this vacation. That does not make any sense to me at None. all. None at all. I don't get this at all. I mean, it's conceivable that they made a couple of trips back and forth so more people could go. I guess. But we don't get any reason to believe that. They don't give you any like indication that this is just the first bunch of people that are going on vacation. And then, you know, they come back and more people go down. And, you know, they give you no indication of that. I mean, I guess draw lots to see who goes first. Sure. Sure. They go down for a couple of days, and then mm-hmm, you got to go mm-hmm. back, and then you're filling in for someone else who goes down for a couple of days. Exactly. Exactly. What is this? Mm-mm, I don't understand. Mm-mm. There has been no mention of like, oh, well, we only have a couple of days because we have to go do that thing. They mention nothing about, you know, having to go back because they have a plan. Their mission so. at this point is still just, I don't know, go, go see that way. stuff, man. Go find, (laughs) boldly go Uh to, I don't know, wherever. What's the timetable? What what, what trouble are they going to get in if they're Uh like, fuck this, we've been going nonstop for a while and like we were attacked by a jizz monster and... Uh, these aliens that didn't talk to us and just like it, that that whole thing was fucking weird uh-huh. uh so uh, yeah I, I can't figure it out of uh, why this let's, is set up like this but yeah and and let's talk about ahab's shirt the tunic with the giant collar what the fuck <laughs> i love my shirt i love my shirt my shirt is so that is the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. And of course it's beige, which is the color of Ahab's heart. <laughs> and T'Pol's got that fucking nasty wig on where it gives her like this, it makes it look like there's like a lump at the top of her head shaped like a circle mm-hmm. on top of her, you know, like it's just like this weird lump that's just on the top of her head. It's so awful. I 
don't understand that wig at all. I, I can't figure that one out. And Ahab's feeling all guilty. He's like, the crew should go first, you know. And, and T'Pol gives her gives him this final word on the matter with, you need a vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. The dagger looks like, oh, oh I know. my God, we covered this last time. You need to get <laughs> laid so bad. It's not even funny. <laughs> and then Porthos goes into the turbo lift and looks at him like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> you need to get laid, asshole. <laughs> I love that in the shuttle bay, people are filing in. They just wore like normal contemporary vacation clothes. Like there uh-huh. was no attempt at all to be like, no. yeah, the space. Uh, yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Just bring your own clothes. It's fine. You're going to the beach for the weekend. Just bring your own uh-huh. fucking clothes. Yeah. No and attempt. Backpacks on. And yeah. Yeah. And they're all talking and blah, 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 blah. And Hoshi walks up to Ahab holding Porthos, which is, I love it when he holds the dog. It's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute. That's the advantage um, of a pocket beagle. It's true. She says she's uh, glad he's going and he's like, he wouldn't miss it. And T'Pol gives him this fucking death glare. <laughs> like, oh my God. She gives, she looks at him and he's like, oh my God. Trip comes up and he's got on his Hawaiian shirt that he was so stoked about. A totally different Hawaiian shirt. Oh, it, it is a different it is Hawaiian a totally shirt. Totally separate new Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, <laughs> why do you have more than one Hawaiian shirt? You wear a uniform 99% of the time. Why the fuck do you have two Hawaiian shirts? Who brings a much less two Hawaiian shirts into fucking space, man? That is so weird. It's so weird. Brother, (laughs) anything goes in Florida. He tells T'Pol, bring you back a souvenir. (laughs) He walks down the stair things and she eyeball fucks him. She does. So hard. And he got up in her face, too. Like, he really, like, gets up in her, like, personal space. And he's like, I'll bring you a... (laughs) (laughs) Bring back souvenir. (laughs) It's very finger guns. Bring you back souvenir, babe. It is. (laughs) He walks off and she's just like, I will wreck that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know how you do the voodoo that you do. The guy from the alien high fructose porn syrup episode is the one piloting. I didn't think he'd ever come back, but here he is. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was the guy who was like, oh, I'm here for some reason. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm the only one that has lines other than you guys. For some reason, they gave me lines and not the lady from Hamilton. Oh, yeah. covered in jizz. <laughs> so they, they show the outside of the ship and the shuttles going down to the surface. And it was pretty cool. It looked good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fine. And then our theme. No one told you life was gonna be this way. Ahab dad is in full force. He's wearing the beige shirt. He's got yeah. beige pants on. And he's all, so what do you plan on doing, kids? Yeah. <laughs> Travis's shirt is remarkably dorky dad, though. Yeah, it is. It is. And he gets full milk toasty, too. <laughs> oh, um, boy. He's, yeah, he's gonna go rock climbing. Um, and I swear to God, Anthony Montgomery fucking ages backwards here. Like he's suddenly 12 years old. It's so weird. He does look like he's dressed up for picture day at school. He does. It looks like his mom made him put that shirt on. Yeah. But yeah, he's going to climb a wall that changes pitch as you climb it. 
And I'm like, that sounds stupid and terrifying. <laughs> Not to mention the most important reason for climbing a mountain. And that is? Because it's there. Hoshi's like, that sounds like a terrible idea. And I want to, <laughs> and I'm screaming to myself, what is it with the writers all telling us that the women are always right, but also that they are only sex objects? Right. And it's like, Jesus, talk about issues, y'all. Yeah. You want to talk about women having daddy issues all the time. Hello. <laughs> God. Hello. I'm Dr. Freud. But you may call me Siki. They ask Hoshi, well, what are you going to do? And she's like, work shit. Because... <laughs> I'll learn a new damn language because I've been relying on the universal translator. This is a problem. Uh, they couldn't think of something else Hoshi For her would to be do. into. Yeah. She couldn't mm-hmm. have some other hobby. Like She's like, yep. oh, I get to go uh, scuba diving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't got to do that in forever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, no, she or, can't have any other interests. We are, no, no. We already gave a woman a thing. That's her thing. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. She couldn't have an interest in botany or anything like that. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, so Dad Ahab asks Reed what he's going to do. And basically, him and Florida Man's plans amount to fucking alien women. <laughs> yeah. They don't say that, but that is exactly, that is all that's on their mind. And that's, you know, and it's so gross when Reed gets horny. Yeah. It's, it's gross. I don't know why it's kind of, it just, it's icky. Malcolm is not gay. Not gay. Not gay. No. 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 (laughs) Yeah. And Berman and Braga wrote this. So yeah. It's just them like uh, whacking Dominic Keating with a Mm -hmm. a newspaper going like he's not gay. Okay. No. 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 It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. They're so like, yeah, we're going to go <laughs> get gonna culturally. Go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. Pretty cornball. So, yeah, and I'm thinking, didn't you see the Starfleet warning film strip? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, watch yourselves. You know, like, didn't you, do you remember, don't you remember the cargo bay full of jizz? Like, <laughs> something bad could happen. I wonder if there is one at this point. This is the first big mission or whatever. I wonder if there's like a little like reel that comes up and it's like, you know, alien genitalia and you. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. There's got to be something like that because I think there's something like that on, on uh, Futurama. Oh, well. Or what is it? What is it? I've, I've seen something like that and I can't put my finger on where it where I saw it. Futurama did one about uh, fucking robots. They were like, yeah. no robosexuality now. But when a human dates an artificial mate, there is no purpose, only enjoyment. And that leads to tragedy. It's just so bizarre to assume that your parts are going to work with their parts. Like, Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, at this point, you know, we, the audience, have seen uh, interspecies couples in Star Trek. And yes. Spock himself is uh, half human and half Vulcan and everything. It's just assumed that everybody in the galaxy has the same junk, and that's why Mm -hmm. everyone kind of Mm -hmm. lost their shit on the internet when it was rumored and then confirmed by by Discovery Discovery. that Klingons have two dicks. Or at least two pee holes that are very far apart, (laughs) at the very least. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen the double so, dicks yet, but we've seen double like piss streams. streams, which okay, that's one way to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, <sighs> okay, disco. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. what, really, what was the impetus for that? Because I, sw- I swear to God, this has to be the case. There are writers or somebody that works on Discovery that is in the Star Trek shitposting group on Facebook. It's a massive, oh, no doubt. massive Facebook group. And that was where that came up because people were like, wait a minute. Klingon redundancies are a thing. Like they have all these backup organs and stuff. Right. You know, like that's which we found out in the episode where a giant blue barrel fell on Worf and he was paralyzed <laughs> for a minute. Mortal em- enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The blue barrel of dishonor. And so people are like, wait a second. Uh, how, wait a second. If they've got all these extra like redundant organs and stuff. Do they have two dongs? It started as a joke, but now it's fucking canon. So it was it was the joke first, and then they made it canon. As far as I can tell, yeah, that's okay. what happened. Okay. Hang I mean, on there's one been... second. I've got a cat scratching at the door. Hang on one second. Yeah, I can totally hear. What is your major malfunction? <laughs> Yeah, so they're just like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure guns. We're gonna, we're gonna fuck some gonna, girls. Fuck <laughs> alien chicks. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> I mean, they have been like, you know, at sea for what? What is it? A year at this point or I, something? I I totally get it. That's not it. And they're going to a planet where supposedly everybody gets laid, right. like the White House right. in uh, Idiocracy. Right, right. If I had some money and a room at the White House, I would be like, it's mine. It's all it night. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I totally get it. I get it. It just came off so icky. Yeah, it's lazy. It's gross. Archer's like, I just got this really nice villa, and me and the dog are just going to chill. And the dog is there, and he's cute. It is Porthos. Oh, I know, he's so cute. In that, we are promised even more Porthos. So, like, I'm, I'm completely on board for this episode so mm-hmm. far. Back on Enterprise, uh, DePaul, Phlox, and Cutler are in Phlox Bay talking about how he's going to be basically in a coma for two days. And he doesn't sleep. And when he normally sleeps, he does it for six days. So he hibernates. I've done that. <laughs> it's nice. I was going to ask, what would that be like? But I've now I guess I can ask you straight up, what is that like? It's, it's lovely wake up and you're like it's two day or night i don't even know it's great wow recover uh, recovering from surgeries these drugs not only are like pain relief but they're like you know swelling and the healing kind of pills you know so you have to take them and so you wake up like every six to eight hours pop awake take the pill go back to sleep get up to pee that's about it i mean and you just sleep and it's lovely. That kind of um, twilight existence is is not, that's not something you want to do on purpose, but it's nice when it happens. When you do, you're like, man, I feel amazing. If you only had to sleep for six days out of the year, you didn't have to sleep at night for the vast mm-hmm. majority of mm-hmm. your existence. What would you do with all that time? Everybody well, else is asleep. It's a flock situation like this. Everybody else is on a normal pattern, and you're like, doop a doo, it's 2 a.m., and this is normal that I'm awake and not a weird insomnia thing, and you could just do whatever. What, what, what would you do with that time if you had it? 
Well, here's the thing. I want to say that I would be creative and I'd paint and I'd write and I'd, you know, do all this stuff and I'd exercise. And But the past year and, you know, couple months were kind of like that because of mm-hmm. the pandemic. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was home all the time and things weren't open and I couldn't really go anywhere. And all I did was watch a lot of TV. Well, we started this show. That's true. I think I would start another show. I would have two shows. And yeah. That's yeah. probably what I'd do. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> I think that's something that uh, after COVID, like a lot of us are looking at going like, Oh God, yeah. Ah, shit, I could have like done more I could have done stuff. so much stuff. Yeah. But then again, like you can't beat up on yourself for that because we were literally going through a global crisis. And all we had to do was like stay home. Yeah, yeah, that's the weirdest thing is that it was this there was this crisis going on. All these people are dying, and really, all you had to do was stay the fuck home. Like, mm-hmm. that's and people it. Could not do that. Nope, couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. it, it was, it's so weird. It was so weird, and that's why it was bad. Is because people yeah. were just like, no, no, this isn't real. No, I don't, I don't like it. I'm tired of being good. Baby Jesus says I can do what I want. Just America. I got to thinking about the Denobulans and this hibernation cycle. Do mm. you think they all crash at the same time? Like they're no. like, okay, it's April first or whatever, time for sleepy times, and the whole planet's closed for a week. No. No, I'm betting it's more like a regional thing, like uh, people in the north sleep during a particular season, people in the southern hemisphere sleep during a particular... I'm betting it's more of a regional, like, uh, ethnicity kind of thing. I was thinking it might be weather-based. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Whenever it's the darkest part of winter. Exactly. Or the hottest part of summer. Or the hottest part of summer, exactly. I don't know, whichever would be more comfortable for denobulans yeah yeah because maybe they're fine with the heat or they absolutely are not about to deal with that cold that hasn't really been explored yeah that's that's exactly what i was going for yeah because he normally sleeps for six days if you lived in you know high parts of the world where it's really hot or really cold there is a kind of a weak period that it's just the worst Mm. Mm -hmm. like either side of that is bad but like that middle part is the worst. In medieval France, they would do that. Do what? They would just go to sleep for six days? During the winter, they would just, uh, you know, insulate their cabin or their little house or whatever, um, stock up on like biscuits and, you know, things that just, you know, had a lot of calories in them. And they'd just sleep for, you know, as long as they could stand it. They'd wake up, eat a little bit and go back to bed because all the all you can do in, during those really cold times is just kind of hibernate so there i mean there is that is a tradition on earth in certain areas yeah okay you know once the industrial revolution hit there was no doing that That (laughs) capitalism took the fuck over and you were not allowed to sleep capitalists need money damn it get up and work exactly get up and work So Phlox is going to sleep for two days instead of six. He's he's assures to Paul that Cutler is good enough for any emergencies. And she hits him with the hypo and Paul wishes him pleasant dreams. It was really awesome to see Cutler again. I really uh, hated that we 
just saw her for like that one episode and mm-hmm. maybe there's a her and Flocks thing and then just nothing. Yeah. We just didn't see her again, e- even mm-hmm. if it's not in a scene with Flocks, just her around doing stuff, uh, mm-hmm. working, whatever. I, I don't know. It, she was very likable. Very, yeah. I thought yeah. In, in, the, in that episode that she was in where they were on the planet with the two... Um, Dear Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dear, wait, was that the one? Yeah. Yes, that's the mm-hmm. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. With the two, the Mank and the whatever the other people were, mm-hmm. and the Mank were uh, going to rise, <laughs> and well, that whole thing. But this was her last episode. Mm-hmm. Because the actress that plays her- This is Kelly Waymeyer. She died uh, a really sudden and unexpected death in November 2003. Um, she had a- very uh, minor heart condition, but went into cardiac arrest and, and passed away uh, that year. She was only 36. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that happens every once in a while, and it sucks. So, uh, but back on Riza, in a very, very pretty matte painting desktop image, uh, are the <laughs> villas that Ahab is going to be staying in. Um, it would truly be beautiful as their as long as it wasn't too hot. It's got a very uh, Southern Italy, Greece kind of mm, Mediterranean yes. vibe. Yeah, definitely. Water looks definitely. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Staying there would be awesome. Yeah, and he walks into his room and right next to the door is a Horgon thing with a little purple jewel in the third eye region. And I'm thinking, is that the door lock or the light switch or some kind of Rysian mezuzah? What the fuck is that? That's the That's the door. He presses door, it later yeah. to close it. I know, it. That's, I know, that's, but but yeah. like at the time, I was like, "What is that?" You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's what you press, and then just Jamaharong's about to happen. That's <laughs> that's the Jamaharong room service button. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you seek Jamaharong? The decor is so solidly early two thousands. the The music is very slow, happy you know relaxed like i was i was surprised they didn't have like steel drums or something you know it's kind of hip though i like the place (laughs) it is it's nice i mean it's a nice little place yeah um porthos is looking at the handler offset and runs away for a tasty treato um (laughs) you can tell i mean it's so funny you can tell him go and like run off (laughs) yeah (laughs) someone's someone's got like a pork skin right there there you go and T'Pol has left him a gift somehow I don't I guess she beamed it down there or something I don't even know how she did that but uh, right I, I was wondering that too how does that work how yeah, does, this, I, how does well I don't know whatever maybe she I mean the only thing I can think of is that she beamed it down to the hotel and like told them to put it in his room that's it. That's all I can think of. So it's a copy of The Teachings of Sirach, complete and unabridged, translated from the Vulcan by Skan of Shirkar. Well, I love that they used a Bible. Like, it's uh, that same, like, fake leather Oh yeah, kind of yeah. cover that's, that's on the, those kind of Bibles and stuff. So it's uh-huh. definitely one of those. Yes. Which I've never even thought of. Like, oh yeah, you could just, like, order that. Uh-huh. Like have a book printed in that or something and then get whatever you want to put on because it looks exactly like the Bibles and the hymnals and stuff that oh, I grew totally. up with in Catholic churches. And then he goes on down his balcony, which is adorned with sunflowers and a bowl of earth fruit. And I'm like, they couldn't be bothered to like 
dye them purple or something. They went really low effort on really the fruit. Really low effort. Because this oh, isn't the yeah. only scene with Rysian, with so strange Rysian fruit. And it's just a kiwi. Yeah, it's just great. In the, in his apartment, it's just grapes. There's, yeah. It's just grapes. Like, yeah. Really? You couldn't spray it, I don't know, gold? A funny I don't know, color do, or something? Do I mean, what something. the fuck? You couldn't eat. They didn't even, in one in one scene, he's eating, he's eating like a, a plate of fruit. And it's just, I mean, it's blatantly apples and blueberries and strawberries. They really did just grab shit off of craft services. Yeah. They really, really did. They were like, oh, shit, we forgot to get alien fruit. We right. forgot to make a thing. Yeah. And <laughs> they just grabbed it off of the fucking table. Yeah. They didn't even try. The food thing on here is just, it's very, very frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Support the show by signing up at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. Or leave a tip at paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff. Let's keep the show ad-free. Except these. They don't count. So he gets distracted by an ugly dog barking at him from a lower villa balcony. And the dog's owner comes out and Ahab's like, ooh. You know, and she's (laughs) very pretty and totally human looking. At that point, we're just like, oh, there's a human lady? Mm -hmm. Like. Okay. Yeah. The dog is a Chinese crested dog, <laughs> yeah. which I thought they just took like a dog and shaved it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, there's no effort on the dog either. <laughs> and, and I laughed because I was like, well, I mean, one time in the original series, they just like put a unicorn horn <laughs> on a regular dog and we're like, look at this alien. It's an alien. Fuck you. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> So, but even in TOS, they at least put a fucking unicorn uh-huh. thing on it. This is just like they shaved a dog. It no, is, is what they, I thought, but they, they actually like, look like this. Exactly. Yeah, no, they, they do. They didn't I had to even look. do anything with it. And they actually are that ugly. Uh huh. <laughs> just naturally. Yeah. Awful looking. Uh, but yeah, this lady comes out and we have seen her before. She was on TNG. Yes. Yeah. She's had like four. This is like one of four appearances on uh, various um, Star Trek iterations. She was on DS9 and... and oh, uh, wait. Who was she on DS9? Do you remember the episode where um, Odo investigates a woman who says that people are chasing her and stuff and oh. then they it just turns out that she's like... Uh, spy of some sort who had her memory altered that's her yeah she was a brainwashed spy oh yeah her and odo did it it was really weird (laughs) no shit (laughs) it was really awkward he's like in bed and shirtless but with the mask thing still on him and it's just like oh it was oh okay yeah that was her on ds9 and Uh on tng i remembered Mm -hmm. i remembered her from that and uh, she was part of this genetically engineered society. Yeah. And she was working with Jordy, and she's like, Ew, you're blind. They let you live. Yeah. And then yeah. it turned out his visor was the technology that, that they used to save the it. planet yeah. or the, the fucking whatever. The, bubble. The, the problem thing. I remembered her from that. But yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I was just glad that they found somebody age appropriate. Thank you. So much, right? Oh my God! It would I would have been screaming at this point if if it had been someone that was like 
you know, 14 looking, you know, but she actually looks. <laughs> I, I mean, thought you were going to say like 23 or oh. something like that. Like, so like some 23 year old chick that's like, ooh, check this guy out. He's, yeah. Actually, I don't even know how old Bacula <laughs> is at this point. No, he's, but, I think he was in his 40s, but I mean, but she looks his age or at least close to his age. Yeah. And it's, it's like, thank you so, really. Like, there's only so many times when you can see, like, a 50, 60-year-old man in a movie, and his love interest is 20. Yeah. Oh, You're it's... like, what the fuck, dude? Come on. Yes, we had the great chemistry the first time. We've had great chemistry ever since. <sighs> anyway, so then it's Night at the Roxbury. Oh, God, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first yeah. thought as soon as I saw them. I was just oh, like... Oh, and they are, too. Oh, it's Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan just, like, head bumping. <laughs> like, uh, uh, it uh, is. It's uh, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And Alien Nightclub is such a... It's such a trope that it's literally a trope on TVTropes.com called <laughs> Bar Full of Aliens. <laughs> Total Recall, the most likely scene from Star Wars, Babylon mm-hmm. 5, Quarks. I mean, just list a star uh, sci-fi movie, and I guarantee you there's going to be bar full of aliens scene. Did Star Wars invent that? No. No? No, I don't think so. Okay. Because, I mean, look at um, Buck Rogers and stuff like that. There was always, like, scenes, uh, especially in the 70s. That was, like, in the 40s. Up with us now, 500 years into the future. Rocket ships, ray guns, and the interplanetary adventures of Captain Buck Rogers. The TV show with that I'm thinking of, there was an iteration in the 70s, in the early 70s. Oh, okay. In the year 1987, NASA launched the last of America's deep space probes. Aboard this compact starship, a lone astronaut, Captain William Buck Rogers, was to experience cosmic forces beyond all comprehension. This is a very well-lit nightclub. Yeah. The lights are all on. It's not only extremely clean and well lit, but the music is incredibly quiet. It's very acceptable volume nightclub. Yeah. (laughs) They're not having to scream at each other. I'm trying to think, what is less realistic? That it's an alien nightclub or that it's a nightclub where you're not having to do this the whole time. (laughs) 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 Yes. What? I I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Exactly. Having to plug each other's ears to like (laughs) say stuff to each other. I'm going to go get a $20 drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a rock and roll guy. I like, I I like, I like it loud, but a specific type of, of loud. Yes. Yes. I don't like nightclubs. I like my rock and roll bars. Exactly. That's just me though. You do, y'all do you. I'm, you know, it's fine. And, and I was thinking to myself when I saw it, I was like, maybe it's just because I've only gone to dive bars. Like where the floor floods occasionally. I mean, is it just me? You know. Right. We live in Athens, Georgia. We do rock clubs. Exactly. When we're like, I can't hear you. It's because someone is is sound checking. Yeah. And, and it's still happy hours. So we're like trying to drink affordably. Yeah. And someone's going. Dur, 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 dur. I, more. Oh, okay. Uh, can you. uh Raise the monitors and the thing. Oh, uh, go ahead and just uh, give me some uh, some some floor tom. Just go ahead and hit floor tom. Do 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 do. Yeah, it's. God, so annoying. I did monitors at the forty watt for like 
half a year. Ugh, it's I, <laughs> not not fun. Um, and then Florida man and Reed take turns pointing at people, like literally, yeah. fucking pointing at people. <laughs> it's the rudest thing I have ever fucking seen. Look at there. Oh my god. Check her out. Are you sure it's not him? I don't know about this. Your guy, not me. (laughs) Which eyes are you going to look into? The the which eyes do you look into bit was a little funny. Yeah, that was was kind of funny. No, and and the other thing where they're like, oh, uh, maybe it's a dude. Right. Not not really that, no. that that didn't age well, no. but the what eyes do you look at? That that's still <laughs> kind of funny. I, I, I'm gonna give it to it's him. It's as that. funny as uh, Kira and Dax's conversation about you know the the guy she was going on a date with, where she could see his brain because he had a transparent <laughs> skull. <laughs> see, that was so good. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was great. <sighs> so they get. She's to- like, he's he has a transparent head. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. I can see his brain. <laughs> that was that was so good. Oh, and then they bring it up later when uh when after Worf and, and Dax are married too, which is hilarious. And they that they bring that joke back, you know. <laughs> that bit comes back, that's right. Yep. Malcolm has this uh this shirt and it's like this Chinese style shirt. Yeah. I have almost bought that so many times. <laughs> oh, the suits they're wearing. Oh, my God. The suits actually aren't too bad. Like, Florida Man's shirt is awful. It's like this, like, purple swirly thing. Right. Which, where did the Hawaiian shirt go? And then I, why would he not? Agreed. Well, I'm, yeah, I, I, well, I don't know. I guess they got to their room and then they were yeah. like, let's change. You look all slick and go out, whatever. <laughs> so, okay, okay. I take that back. That's fine. <laughs> but I really wanted to see this scene in the Hawaiian shirt, because it would have been so much funnier. It would have been so awesome. This exact scene, but, but just they're where, both yeah. in like... No, no, no. He's in the Hawaiian shirt, and then Reed is like dressed cool. Like, that would have been amazing. That would have been much better, definitely. They get a couple drinks with some actual exotic-looking fruit from a waitress that has like a super cool wig, and that's that's it. Her kind of look is very fifth element. Very. Very. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I was I, I paused it and I was like, I think we have actual weird fruit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause I was trying to tell what it was and I think it was like like uh it was almost like it was a lemon or something, but it was green on the inside mm-hmm. and then it's on like a, a toothpick kind of thing and it was I don't know, it was like a red kumquat mm-hmm. or it may have it, it may have been just like a cherry tomato that they painted or something yeah, but yeah. they put in some fucking effort they actually tried on that part Ugh. yeah it actually looks like a alien drink which was pretty cool mm-hmm. and meanwhile ahab is reading a book on his balcony under a double full moon which seems like it would be maybe a kind of a rare occurrence i mean not if there's two moons around you around your planet right why would it i don't know uh, or I'm i mean they could think- have like 12 moons for all we know true, I, I, true. I, I mean that, that there's probably a database thing where it tells you what rises deal is as far as all that i, I don't know um, i'm not looking it up but no i'm not going to fly you're a slacker he's reading a book under his balcony under a double full moon 
and Porthos is sleeping on a chair, and it's so cute. <laughs> He's just a good boy. I pet that dog so much. And if you want to pet Porthos, you can at patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff, where you can become a Porthos petter. Yeah. And what is it? Five dollars a month? Yeah, five bucks. Five bucks. You can be a Porthos petter. What's What's five bucks? I mean, you you thought about giving money to some way bigger show, and we don't. That has ads. People will, honest to God, have ads on their show, and then also ask have a money. Patreon. Mm. We have zero ads. Yep. So we just ask for money. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, do <laughs> that. The alien Chinese water crested dog. It's I forgot the name of the stupid the Chinese crested rat dog. The, the, the yeah the Chinese crested hairless uh, ugly uh, dog rat creature yeah. appears uh, this, in. <laughs> this is the second thing that drives me crazy. How the fuck did the dog get up there? Right, I don't know how this happened. Was he just like chilling with the door open? No. Archer doesn't seem like that guy never, to me. Never mind the fact that like when he went he went to the door and it was closed. So the dog somehow got up on top of the balcony and he didn't notice. Real weird. It's uh, very very no, odd. Yeah, uh, so he so the dog maybe this alien dog can self teleport. That's what that's the only <laughs> thing that came to mind. Because like when you when you like look when he's looking at her earlier, she's like way down and like to the left. Yeah, yeah. And like there's like a sheer cliff face there. Like unless that fucking dog climbed up that cliff face and got up on the balcony, how the fuck did it get up there? Maybe it has wings. Maybe she threw that, it. Like sprout out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she can just like <laughs> fling that dog. That's why she brought that dog. Exactly. Just like, fling, bling. Yeah. So, wh- and la- so it lands, and uh, Porthos and that dog are just growling at oh each my God. other. Porthos gets to act. Yes, he does. He gets his neck all hackled up, and his like fur is all up, and he's like, he's got his fangs up, and he's growling. It's badass. He's making a little. I like you. I don't know who you uh, are. A uh, very tough one, you bag of mama. Yeah. Uh, so for some reason, the the dog is magically or, or On something there. Ahab's balcony with Porthos. Yeah. And so the lady is like, "Oh, excuse me, I need to get my my dog. I think my dog is up here." <laughs> now that we're seeing her uh, a little more up close, she looks like she has trill spots. Right. But they're not filled in mm-hmm, like how, mm-hmm. say, like Jadzia trill spots are. I'm thinking that they made it up like she was, I don't know, like a quarter trill or something. Or or maybe they were just, you know, going for something that looked exotic and interesting and not really, you know, they weren't really going for something in particular. Because a lot of times they'll do, um, you know, makeup that is reminiscent of another species or something just so that, you know, you kind of get this idea that there's multiple people or multiple planets that have that same kind of evolution maybe i don't know i'm going i'm, I'm reaching <laughs> i don't know i mean it, yeah they may have just been like i don't know do like spots spots are sexy yeah i don't know yeah so ahab and the lady kayla introduce themselves with her human name and her human dog <laughs> yeah or her earth dog it's not a human dog a, that doesn't make any dog. sense <laughs> 
human dog. Afraid, afraid, afraid. I'm afraid that if I can't be happy here, then perhaps I'm the problem. He tells her that his science officer made him take some time off, and she says, you should always listen to your science officer. And I'm like, yes, yes, you fucking should. I'm not a prophet. She's already found, like, the theme of the show. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's really smart. Um, And he asks her for a restaurant recommendation, and she tells him about a boat that you wade out to, and the fucking captain or whatever serves you fresh seafood off of the boat. Fucking cool. That's awesome. That sounds amazing. That's the shit. (sighs) That's the coolest fucking thing. I guess the boat would have to have a little deck or something where they're grilling on it i don't know they, or like they're wrapping sushi and they just toss it down to you like you're a dolphin <laughs> no, like, i'm sure they <laughs> hand it to you i mean you know if they don't though that'd be amazing archer just like just standing in the water and the guy going okay here we go and he just like flicks his shrimp at him and archer's like nope nope that's pretty good. Rice is awesome. That conjures up like so much of an image. You know, like you're standing there, you're eating, you know, this little, this food or whatever, and they just give you like one bite at a time or whatever. And you stand there and like the fish that are swimming around under you, like if you, if you drop any crumbs, they eat it. That's just amazing. It just sounds amazing. It's like a swim up bar yeah. but with a restaurant. Yeah. And it would prove that that whole uh, don't go swimming 30 minutes after you ate <laughs> <That's very true. laughs> thing doesn't really work. He takes a chance and asks her to come with him, and she can't that night, but she'll go tomorrow, um, which is nice for Archer. He asked, he asked out a girl, and she said yes, that she would go with him. It's very nice. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that. Um, so... <laughs> So then we find out what Hoshi's been doing. So Hoshi has, uh, she's in a restaurant. She's listening to everybody's conversation and everything. So she talks to an older Rysian couple who have like a white spot on their, like that's how you know they're Rysian? Is that painted on? That is. It can't possibly be like, you know, you can't possibly be born with that because it's like a really detailed design and everybody has the same one. So it can't be that. I did not think it was a detailed design. I was like, it's a line and they put two little E's on it and then oh, that I, was it. I don't mean detailed and like that, but like detailed in the fact that it's exactly the same on everybody. This is what I assume happened with the Ryza makeup. <laughs> Last time that we were on Ryza and we spent significant time around people who are Ryzian. Mm-hmm. Our main character that interacted with the main cast, and this was in DS9, mm-hmm. was Vanessa Williams. Right. And you know that when Vanessa Williams' agent is getting talked to about being on a sci-fi show where people have to put giant things on their faces to look like aliens, Vanessa Williams is... Is not going to allow that shit. She's not doing a giant rubber mask thing, whatever. It's Vanessa fucking Williams' asshole. And never mind the fact that it could mess with her skin, you know, and, like, a model skin is, like, incredibly important. Like, you can't, you cannot fuck with their skin. So, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. So there was no way that anything involved was going to happen Mm -hmm. uh they just put the little dot on vanessa williams so that's what rises look like Uh uh-huh uh-huh um but but that's how canon gets made like 
Like, if, if you look over at Star Wars, there people are like, oh, wow, you know, Mace Windu has the purple saber, and mm-hmm. blah, that means a thing. It's like, no, it was literally just Sam Jackson was like, no, I, I want to see purple saber. my <laughs> saber swinging around. You could tell it's me. Uh-huh, Fuck you. Uh-huh. And they were like, all right, cool. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Samuel George Lucas was like, all right, yeah, shit, why not? <laughs> and that's it. There was no, like, thought in it other than no, that. People exactly. were like, oh, see, it's because he's like a gray Jedi. Right. And he's No, it's just Sam Jackson wanted to have a purple lightsaber. The end. You're starting to see pictures, ain't you? So Hoshi's talking to an older Rysian couple who are shocked that she's learning Rysian. Um, and they're nice and unthreatening and they have a, you know, small talk conversation or whatever. And behind them is a dude with a seriously pronounced brow ridge and forehead, like biggest I've ever seen. Um, and honestly, when I first saw this episode, I remember this very clearly. I thought he was a bad guy. There, Yeah. Well, there's a reason that when you saw that guy, your brain said bad guy. Oh, and yeah. It wasn't just that he had the giant forehead. It's Dracula. From Buffy. Oh my god, it is the same dude. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Oh my god, he's, that's hilarious. He's a German actor, uh-huh. uh, and he's done a whole lot of stuff. He's also worked in France a lot. Like, I think he lived in France. and but Anyway, so he's very much a, a European actor, and yeah. he's been in lots of things. But f- scrolling through his IMDb, I was like, holy fuck, he was Dracula. <laughs> Not only that... He played Dracula in something else, too. Oh. Like, he was Dracula in some other movie that I'd never heard of. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So he's Dracula twice over, which and that is one of the best uh, Buffy episodes it that just really is. standalone episodes. It really is. If you are curious about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and, and look, we reference it on this show a lot. Yeah. If you want to see what that show is about, the Dracula episode is... A perfect standalone episode. It's the first episode of season five. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of over the top. It has. It kind of has all of the things about Buffy that are good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking Dracula, and they make it like he's like a rock star, like he's David Bowie come to town. <laughs> it, it's it's so it's so good. It's so well done. And Xander turns into it fucking is. Renfield. <laughs> it's. it's the best. <laughs> he talks about the master. Yeah, Bader. the dark master. Like <laughs> they're kind of like Bader. Bader. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing? It's yeah, it's good. <sighs> but yeah, so it's fucking Dracula, man. But I really, I mean, you get like this weird, like, what the fuck is he doing? Because he eavesdrops on her conversation, then approaches her table, and is like, kind of creeping on her, and you know, and like, I don't. In the, this first scene especially, it does not seem like they're flirting. You are magnificent. I bet you say that before you bite all the girls. I got flirt vibes. Really? I did. I just was like, ugh. It wasn't over the top, though. That's. I think that's why it works. Because yeah. he, he didn't show up and go like, hey, what's up? Uh, hey, baby. Yeah, you talk pretty good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the the rest of the scenes with him and her are great, but this first one, I was like, oh, it feels weird. I get the feeling that Risa is just kind of a spot like that, like people can just walk up and talk to each other, oh, yeah. and it's all kind of oh yeah, yeah it's sure, fine. sure, sure. I don't know, it, it's fine. Yeah, but then again, I don't have the experience, the real world experience, where like dudes just come up and just go like, oh, hey, what's up? Like it bothered me like that, yeah. so I don't want to. Yeah. D- diminish your um, interpretation of that because I, I yeah. understand that. 
yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, yeah. don't say you're sorry. That's I, I'm sorry for uh, uh, being like, that's nah, fine. It's no big deal. It's like a dude just walking up and talking to a girl he didn't know. It's cool. <laughs> exactly. So then we go back to Reed and Florida Man. And all of this conversation they have before the women walk up drives me crazy. Okay, so first they talk about the Vulcan database and how... It says that no one leaves this club unhappy. And I'm like, why would the Vulcans say something like that? Yeah, that didn't make sense at all. I'm assuming, you know, maybe they heard it from other people, whatever. And then Reed says they only mate every seven years. How does he know that? I don't imagine that that would be hidden knowledge. No, it is. According to to the original series... Nobody even talks about this. Nobody knows this. Like, it's a big fucking deal for Spock to even tell Kirk. That's right. It's a big fucking secret. You don't talk about it. Yeah. So how the fuck does he know that? Like, that's a major canon thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. They don't, like, blab about Ponfar. Okay, wait. No, no, no. no. They they talked about it with that guy. with the, exactly. With the, the, I just figured you just we just, we just, figured it out we just at the remembered same time. at the same time. That's amazing. <laughs> no, when they met like the hippie Vulcans or whatever, yeah. and yeah. Paul got like brain assaulted uh, by that one yes. guy. There was like the pudgy fail son guy who was yeah, like, yeah, yeah the, sex. Explain to them they only have sex every yeah, seven, seven years. years. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you. We've got that it. was really bothering me. I was like, how the fuck does he know that? Anyway. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. They were like, oh, she can't hold out that long. I'm like, listen, dude, I've been, it's been four years for me. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. It's fucking, it's called having a good vibrator and being sick of men's crap. <laughs> Yeah, plus every dude around her smells horrible. Yeah, exactly. They all stink. What is it? What do you smell? Man flesh. But they are, these two actors are getting funnier together. Like this, this is the second time they've really had like a a long period, you know, or long scenes with just the two of them. And they are getting funnier. Yeah, because we had a episode where they were stuck in the ship, the the shuttle pod. Yeah, where it was them just stuck in there pretty much the whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and I like that in a minute they reference that, which they, is good. They reference that. It, I yeah. think it would have been a mistake to not do so. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, these two women who are dressed in only what I can only describe as stripper in earth tones walk up and read in Florida man are just like so they're like hell yeah bro and then it cuts back to the balcony mm-hmm. and uh he's stargazing stargazing with the <laughs> the half trill lady from yeah. uh ds9 spy lady she calls to, up to him and is like what are you doing up so late and she comes up and then they stargaze um but he went to the boat with the seafood and had a good time and talked to a couple who's who were on their 300th wedding anniversary oh oh my god that sounds like torture <laughs> that's very touching honey now rub my feet <laughs> hey i wouldn't rub your feet if a genie popped out of them so he finds the earth's son 
and points it out to her on the telescope and she's like you're a long way from home and she and she's like you know they're probably naming schools after you and he's like totally like digs that shit it's a good scene um the chemistry isn't like crazy electric no but it's good but it isn't bad either you know it doesn't seem forced it seems like these people would actually meet and talk and maybe kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. start to hit it off totally uh I, I like it i think that they're, they're well matched they're pretty good in this scene yeah she's dressed uh in a dress and hairdo that britney spears would have been happy to wear at the time can i have the keys to the vet i'm going out not like that you're not yeah she uh she wants to hear everything about him it's very noticeable that she doesn't answer any questions about herself like he's asking you know questions about her and she just kind of deflects and doesn't answer anything um and gets you know keeps keeps asking him questions so we go to back to florida man and reed and they seem to be getting along with their <laughs> dates extremely well. And they're telling them the story of when they were in the shuttle running out of air. And Reed, who's getting increasingly drunk, tells him tells Florida Man to tell him about the time he, he saved his ship in, in his underwear. And he's like, like who boy, are they dumb. Um, they tell the... <laughs> <laughs> then one of the women he did he did help save the ship in his underwear he did. He did. Like i mean him, he's not lying to paul yeah. save the ship in his underwear yeah. yeah that's true he says yeah and i saved the captain too and then the, one of the women's like i thought you were the captain <laughs> <laughs> that's so good it cracked me up and then the, and then they have to take a second and it's like we rotate oh, we rotate <laughs> That's so good. Just getting caught in bullshit like that is always funny. Oh my god. So yeah, so then they're like, Do you wanna hear about the you wanna go to the subterranean gardens? Never go to a second location. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. Never follow a risey into a second location. So the girls just get up and leave and they those dummies just follow them. They're like, Okay. And they go directly to the club's basement. Yeah, they just kind of Dur- waltz right into a yeah. basement. Something you can't just do in any bar no. or anywhere. No, they're <laughs> not going to let you do that shit. Never mind the fact that, like, if there were such a thing as subterranean gardens, you'd think there would be, like, an official entrance. This is what Dan Savage calls dickful thinking, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> you, uh-huh. You're just... You're just, it's horny brain. Horny yep. brain is just going to let uh, things that shouldn't happen happen. And yes. your your better judgment is just gone. Plus, they've been drinking. They've been drinking uh-huh. these, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. A- alien yeah. pangalactic gargle blasters. <laughs> and so, yes. they're, <laughs> they're a little impaired. Yeah. I feel like they should have been way drunker. This Everything that happens after this would have been really funny if they were shit If they were, yes, a, a lot drunker, yeah. And then set-wise, there's a giant glass bottle sitting on the floor. It's, it's you know, it's totally, this is only th- something that I would draw my eye, but, like, it's so cool looking, and I want that. <laughs> I want it so bad. I was like, oh, what an awesome thing. So then the girls in quotation marks start asking how much they get paid what kind of valuables they have and florida man's like oh oh no i i think it's been a misunderstanding i didn't know you were sex workers and then they turn Turn into into two alien dudes (laughs) 
And you know what? The 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 alien makeup on these dudes is pretty damn good. It's really good. It's, it looks it's great. It's extremely good. Really, they are wearing a onesie, but the the makeup definitely makes up for it. Yeah, they got this whole cool like head thick. Yeah, I want to see that species again. I really yeah, hope that we do me too. because it was they did a really good job of this. As little effort as the Riza aliens have, where it's just I'm gonna wear a sticker and that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I mean, the Enterprise folks were kind of stuck into because last time on Riza, yeah. Vanessa Williams just has a little sticker and that's yeah, all she's gonna exactly. do. Exactly. It's so yeah. All right, fine. you know, it's not really Enterprise's fault. That's, no, that's no. okay. They have plenty to, to answer for. Um, but then we get the greatest reaction shot of all all of the Star Trek shows. Like, Florida man goes, no! And he, like, what cracks me up is he, is Reed is just standing there like, duh. And, like, Florida man grabs his arm and shoulder. Like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly, yeah. oh completely completely they try to run and they get grabbed and like thrown across the room like these guys are super strong and everything and so they get held at gunpoint and robbed of their like the only thing they have on them is these tiny little communicators the aliens are like we could sell their clothes I'm like, sell their clothes? What is this, Victorian England? What the fuck? <laughs> Who buy? That's insane, you know? How so much could you get for the, cl- for yeah, the clothes? For Yeah, it's really weird. Shit's tough for some people on Ryza, apparently. I guess so. Yeah, no shit. I wonder but- if it's like Hawaii, where it's like, oh, all these nice places to stay, and then everybody is just like struggling. Homeless. Florida man's like, no, no, we can work something out, and they just stun him. When they do, I don't know if you notice this or not, when they stun them, Reed, like, when he's supposedly unconscious, has his eyebrows, like, lifted really high in surprise. <laughs> and, they, and he doesn't, do. like, relax his face. It's really weird. Oh, that's great. I did not catch that. I did like, not catch that at all. It's like, I'm, I'm sure it was just, like, a bad take, you know, that they didn't notice. That, that he did that but i was just like that looks really strange is there something transphobic in this oh yes oh yes you mm. know where it's like oh it's 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 actually a dude and they're there yeah. to trick you yeah, yeah that kind of thing mm-hmm. oh it's yeah. very transphobic yeah yeah i guess looking at it now we're thinking that it, it may not have occurred to them at the time but certainly uh, not well i mean and plus the fact that it I mean, the the only thing that mitigates that for me would be that they don't just turn into dudes like they take their clothes off and it's a guy. It, they completely turn into a completely different species. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, right. like it's not just a dude wearing a dress. It's like another, you know, completely different alien. So it kind of mitigates it a little bit. But yeah, it's still pretty transphobic in general. One of these guys was... Uh, also on Buffy, he like did a bunch of different roles across mm-hmm. a bunch of different episodes. Oh, cool! And then the other was in a whole bunch of stuff, but absolutely nothing I had heard of. But uh, <laughs> whatever, he's working. Good for him. Yeah, uh, I yeah, just, exactly. I, I don't know the, what the fuck. But uh, anyway, on the bridge. Uh, so this is not the first time, even recently, when about at this point in the episode, someone calls to Paul <laughs> yeah. while she's in the big chair uh-huh. and goes, uh, 
something's bad. Houston, we may have a problem. That's true. So, mom. This totally reminds me of when little kids go over and do a sleepover at somebody's house. And there's always one kid that's like, I don't like it. I want to go home. You know, and has and like somebody has to come pick them up. Yeah. This is what it reminds me of. This is Milk Toast. Milk Toast calls in and is like, I, 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 I fell down. <laughs> and, I need somebody and, to come pick me up. Yeah, so he breaks his leg and uh, the aliens in this hospital have never seen a human before. I mean, that's a legit concern. Totally. Uh, so, I mean, we're laughing at him, but I mean, honestly, like... It, <laughs> There's a great bit that comes up in a second yeah. about this, but, but uh, yeah, so he's he gets injured, and the aliens have never seen a human before, so he wants to get back to Enterprise. Find my friend, the nice Jewish doctor. He gets off the shuttle, and in the launch bay, there's what's his name, and then Cutler, mm-hmm. and uh, to Paul waiting for him, and he, he goes, oh, "Have you ever been in an alien hospital?" And she goes, "Yes, yeah. in San Francisco." Bitch. Dumb fuck. <laughs> She's so goddamn good. Just that deadpan. Yeah. Yes. yes. If he'd have been like, right. <laughs> well, anyway, like I would have loved any kind of recognition where he realizes what a stu- what, how stupid that. Or if he just realized what he was saying yes. for a second there. I would have loved that so much. It would have made it even better than just her being awesome. It would have made the whole interaction awesome. He had some trouble breathing yeah. and stuff, yeah. and Cutler's like, I got this. It's fine. It's just like a broken leg, yeah. dude. It's <laughs> fine. I'm a, what, what was she, like a xenobiologist or right. something? Right, So, yeah. yeah. I, I, is it, was, was that right? Yeah. I think so. So she's like, I got it. It's, it's fine. Yep. It's fine. No big deal. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time we've seen him like, uh, like he looks jacked. Travis, he yeah. Looks like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he looks like he's in great shape. Mm-hmm. Good for Travis. Yeah. Space boomer workout routine. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Travis <laughs> Whatever is, that is ridiculously jacked. Like, you've, we've seen him occasionally in other spots, and it's always like, Jesus, dude. Like, he's got like the you know, shoulders and the arms and the car. Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> these these doctors gave him like a painkiller or something right with no knowledge whatsoever of his physiology yeah, that's like he could have four hearts uh-huh. they were just like uh-huh. yeah well i mean this should be fine and just <laughs> just yeah. gave him like alien tylenol uh-huh. in hypo spray form or something yeah. it's like what so Rysian medicine sucks. I'm just going to say, like, they have dumb fuck doctors. Totally. Or they just, Rysian doctors operate like Starfleet engineers. They're just like, I don't know, let's do this, man. And (laughs) tie this thing to this thing and turn it on and see if it doesn't create a sun or something, man. I don't know. (laughs) Go for it. Fucking blow it up. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Daredevil Uh. doctors on Ryza. Oh, dear. That sounds terrible. This is Dr. Leo Spichemin. Hi, I work with Tracy Jordan, and I think he's having a reaction to some of the medication you put him on. Uh, I was afraid this might happen. You know, he's on so many different neuroleptics and tricyclics that there's no telling how they'll mix. But what can you do? Medicine's not a science. Back in the basement, uh, Reed and Florida Man are tied up in their undies and hung over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're Ouch. tied up in a basement together. No one can find them. Um, 
The it's club is a, closed. The club is closed. It's a hot climate, I'm going to say, because I it's betcha. like, the, like mm. in a beach tropical thing like that. This is so much fanfic set up right now. This is so much slash fiction. Oh my god, no kidding. <laughs> they're still horny. They're all they're yeah. they're like blue balls because they got robbed <laughs> instead of laid. Uh-huh. We could help each other out, sir. <laughs> But what's funny to me is that Reed is totally blaming Florida Man for all of this. And Florida Man's like, I don't see, it. you are never fighting any of that. Like, I didn't twist your arm, man. Yeah, exactly. I didn't <laughs> twist your arm, man. This is, uh, <laughs> thinking about it at the time, this is George Bush and Tony Blair <laughs> talking about the Iraq War. <laughs> You did all that. You did all It's your fault. And it's just like, I didn't twist your arm. You done threw soldiers into Iraq for funsies. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yep. This scene could have been a lot funnier. And it just... It really could have. Was it? It needed it, another pass. Mm-hmm. There is a comic relief B-plot kind of uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. And it's fine. Like, it's good. Uh, yeah. But, but I, I feel like this should have been a lot funnier. It's, it's, it's two of our guys who thought they were going to, like, go in and be the coolest dudes, and uh-huh. then they got robbed, and they're in their underwear, and it's just, it's funny. It's very funny. Another in a long line of missed opportunities yeah. to be better. Yeah. But it's, but it's Berman and Braga writing this. I mean, we have to keep that in mind. Like, they have written, like, most of this season. Yeah. They, and they're not, yeah. like, known for being writers. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that just needed punches, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just needed some one person to, like, come back and just punch it up a little bit and make it connect the dots a little bit. There's a couple of things that they could have done here. With this scene, it's short, yeah. but it's kind of redundant um, mm-hmm, in terms mm-hmm. of the dialogue. And it's just yep. kind of like... Didn't really push anything. It could have been funnier. It could have been. I don't know. There's just. It just was. It was minorly funny. In a shot where that beam that they're tied to is in the center, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're looking at both of them to where they're each facing the opposite direction and having yeah. this conversation instead of this kind of. I mean, the angle wasn't like bad, bad. You know, Michael no, Dorn. No. You know, like where it's where Reed is kind of turning around and talking, and you're seeing Tripper uh, Trip's reaction a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know. It, it's all right, but I, I don't know. Uh, maybe if the dialogue had been better, a setup like that, mm-hmm. more theater-like, would have been yeah, a lot better. Been, but there just mm-hmm. wasn't a whole lot to work with. And yeah, I just exactly. Really, it, yeah, it's a blown. It's another blown opportunity. Yep. So back in Flox Bay, Milk Toast is definitely not getting better. He's all sweaty and like that's like a super quick scene. It's just them deciding to wake up the doc. Like audiobooks, hate Nazis. Listen to The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Narrated by Adam. Hear the true stories of covert heroism during humanity's darkest hour. That's The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. And Hoshian Ravis is his name. Ravis or Ravis? Ravis. Ravis. Transylvania. Exactly. It's Dracula. It's Hoshian Dracula. Are having <laughs> breakfast. <definitely>, yeah. <laughs> They're continuing to flirt, and it's better in this scene. 
Do they bang already? Because like I don't breakfast, think so. having breakfast together usually means like yeah. in TV. I would think so too. Usually means we did it the night before. They don't really say yes or no, so it's it is kind of ambiguous. Um, but they're you know still doing the whole language thing, and he has her taste what is obviously a kiwi, and she says it tastes like a kiwi because it is a fucking kiwi. <laughs> They didn't even try. No effort. No effort. She holds a kiwi. You see a kiwi. She's like, she's like, it tastes like a kiwi. It's like a kiwi. And she does the same (laughs) thing with the strawberry, which is also Uh like sex fruit. Oh, yeah. Very much so. She's like, we don't have a word for anything like this. Maybe a (laughs) strawberry. And it's like, what? It's a, it's a strawberry. How ridiculous must Linda Park have felt during that oh, scene? Oh, I know. She's the, they're like, yeah, here's the prop. It's the exact thing that you're pretending, pretending it, it isn't. isn't. And it's like, what? Can't you guys fucking try? They're like, nope, uh-huh. sorry. Nope, we don't care. We forgot to get fruit, so we just grabbed some shit off craft services. Uh-huh. And that's, that, that's it. <laughs> Work with what you got. We believe in you. You're good, actress. Okay. And exactly. Action. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm wrong though. They did they totally did not do it because of the smooth move about the kiwi thing. Oh, in the kiss, that Dracula right. Dracula does. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep, you're right. So yeah, they did not. Okay. So they go to a steam pool to relax. Mm. Um he is wearing a really cool um costume. He's wearing this really interesting like skirt. Um, like a pencil skirt that starts uh, real high up on the waist with a belt. It's a, it's actually a really cool costume that he's wearing. Is it a giant cape? A, no. A black, it's, it's a black <laughs> no. cape and a Victorian with the ruffled... With the ruffled blouse. thing. That's all I see him in. Like, I, yeah. uh, honest to God, I, I just saw Dracula after I realized who it was. It's just, it's Dracula. I, I, I'm sorry to the, the this this actor, but it's... Yeah. Sorry, man. You, you, you're Dracula from now on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Back up at Archer's place. Yeah, this is where I completely lost my shit about the food. Yeah, yeah. Completely normal fruit. Yeah. He's just picking up normal fruits that he's seen before, that we've all seen before, that mm-hmm. doesn't look alien or anything, and like smelling it, and he's like, yeah. what is this? What is this strange It's thing? strawberries, lettuce, apple slices, blueberries. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's oh, God damn it. Just random it, shit from the caterer. And he's exactly. just like, Huh, strange alien thing. I'm what is this? Yeah. Do you remember Fucking the episode where Riker went to the Klingon ship and he ate like a bunch of Klingon food first? Fuck yeah, dude. That was creativity. That was people. awesome. I that mean, was so try. awesome. It was. He's like, yeah, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Fucked up. And he's, and just, he's just shoving like, it, it in his mouth. He doesn't even care. He's just like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, serpent worms. You like some? Kayla, the, totally an alien with a human name and uh, a pet yeah. from Earth, uh, comes <laughs> over again. and uh, She's like, hey, let's take our dogs for a walk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then. She, she joins him for breakfast and she looks at the book from T'Pol and he's trying to like get her to tell him stuff because he realizes he's like I don't know anything about you, and so he pushes and and she's like I had a family but they were all killed and then she name drops the Sulaban and basically says that you know they're the ones who killed her entire family and you can just feel 
Ahab go, oh, yeah, you know. something shifts there. I like, mm-hmm. I like that uh, Archer gets in a a white man thrusting moment. Oh, totally. Because he's like, uh, well, tell me about yourself, and she's like, I don't want to ruin anything. Clearly, yeah. like we're having such a nice time. Yeah, I don't want to do that, and he's like, no, dig up your trauma for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, sh- you're on vacation, dude. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, and anyway, what? Whatever. Yeah. Bummer speech. The Suliban killed everyone. And yada yada yada. So back to Enterprise. They are about to wake up Flocks. It's it's to Paul and Cutler, and she's like, "Okay, we're gonna wake him up," you know. And he she injects him with the stuff, and he just lays there for a minute, and then he just starts screaming <laughs> like he sits half up and is like. Rah, rah, rah. And then he's like, I don't care if it tastes good. You know, and he's just like, it's so funny. Oh my God. Billingsley he kills it. gets to uh, really do some, some slapsticky stuff. Totally. He looks under his blanket for milk toast and he's like, Where is it? He? We're not in sick bay. <laughs> Call the doctor. You are the doctor. This whole bit is great. He's good in it. It is. It's really good. Paul is perfect in it because she's just dead. Pan, uh, like, yeah, he's experiencing a hallucination. <laughs> totally playing or the straight yeah. man. <laughs> they're both, yeah, they're both great. And he, it, <laughs> so finally, they get him to get up, and then he just falls right over. Falls over. <laughs> and the next, the next shot, I feel like, is a mistake because uh, it's just a mm. close up of him on the floor. I know. I'm going to need some help. Yeah, that part, if they had just stopped with the pratfall, that would have been perfect. So if the camera had stayed where the shot before it was, where he gets up and then he just immediately falls Falls over over. because you see him fall over from that angle. And instead of cutting to his face, they should have just stayed there. Exactly. And 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 to Paul and Cutler are just looking down at him and then you just hear him go, I could use some assistance. (laughs) That would have been much better. They could have even turned and looked at each other like, Oh that. Christ! Yeah. <laughs> this may have been a mistake. Uh-huh. And then when when he goes to sick bay and is starts working on on milk toast, he calls everybody captain. Did you notice <laughs> that? Awesome. Oh yeah, he kept calling people captain. <laughs> it's was amazing. Like everybody was captain. It was hilarious. <laughs> and then he goes he goes to the con like the communications thing and orders the ship to Regulus maximum warp to get fresh <laughs> Regulan bloodworms. <laughs> It's so great. Oh, he is God. just stoned as fuck. He is. And it's wonderful. It's just awesome. He's just half delirious and like flopping around and it's just fantastic from Billingsley. He just kills it. Yeah. It's really his best moment so far in the series. Um, I, I love that he is barefoot too. Yes. He has not he did not change clothes. <laughs> nope. He's just like in his pajamas and he's barefoot work at work and uh-huh. he's just like you know what he <laughs> You know what I thought about? There was that meme that was going around a while back that was like, uh, it had an old-timey engraving of a uh, Victorian, I think, era doctor Mm -hmm. with a shitty stethoscope, whatever they called it at the time, or something. And the caption was like, man, being an old-timey doctor would have been the absolute shit. You just show up drunk as hell and go like, man, I don't know, you got ghosts in your blood. You should do (laughs) cocaine about it. should do cocaine about it (laughs) that shit was amazing that's what i thought about when i saw this he's just fucked up he's just so (laughs) fucked he was like shit hammered and stoned at the same time and it's amazing 
Oh, great. He's drunk. I'm not drunk. Good. A drunk one. And you want to do something about it? Ahab and Kayla start into a bottle of wine. And she starts, you know, she got bit by a sea turtle while they were on their walk. And she starts telling her tale of woe and gets all emotional and everything. And then she's immediately grilling him. I mean, like, she is pushing and not even taking no for an answer or anything. She's just like, where are they? What are their plans? And it's like, dude, come on. Like, what the fuck is going on with her? First spy assignment, maybe? Yeah. First time out? Exactly. (laughs) I was listening to this podcast about the Dulles Brothers, Mm -hmm. like the guys that started the CIA and ruined the world. Yeah. And uh, one of them, I think it was Alan Dulles, was apparently the worst spy of all time. <laughs> like that doesn't surprise his me. plans were in the newspaper. Jesus, like his covert pl- at the time, like current shit. Oh, he Jesus. was the worst, and he got tons of people killed mm-hmm. because he was so bad. I can imagine. You know, I mean, he got tons of people killed when his plans worked out. <laughs> Uh, because that was the goal because yeah. you know the fruit company wanted more money in uh-huh. Guatemala or something uh-huh. but also just being shitty at being a spy and God keeping Jesus. secrets he just it was a complete fuck uh, up wonderful yeah, yeah so awesome. maybe made me think of that when I was seeing this I was like you're Okay, you're obviously like an operative of some or some kind of. Yeah, you've got something going on, and you're bad at concealing it. We know this already. And even Archer, as clueless as he is, usually totally catches on. Yes, he really does very quickly. And and because because she is terrible at it. Not only does she not stop, she's just keeps asking him over and over and ever again, and just like. She's she's really much more emotionally involved than she should be. And I feel like, I mean, her story might have been true and maybe she was recruited by somebody, but it's all um, personal to her. He's a straight dude who hasn't been laid in forever. Just, bl- just exactly. bat your eyelashes. He'll tell you anything exactly. you want. Yeah. Just keep your cool and like be pretty and he'll just tell you uh-huh. anything. Uh-huh. I promise you. Yeah, but she just does not handle it well at all. Why are you here? Why am I here? Why are you here? Why is anybody here? I think it was John Paul Sartre who once said, how do you spell Sartre? Ow! And let that be a lesson to you. Then Ahab like takes her glass and is like, I think there's another bottle. We can talk about something else. You know, you freaking weirdo. <laughs> um, so, the, and he surreptitiously gets his tricorder or whatever. And um, he says, okay, why don't we take a walk and I'll talk to you. I'll tell you everything. Go get a sweater because it's kind of chilly. And so she leaves and he sends to Paul the bio scan. And she's all, you don't sound very relaxed. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> she's hilarious. So Paul, I need you to take some readings on this. And she's like, you, 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 you still didn't get laid, did you? You stupid fuck. <laughs> oh, God. What do I have to do to get you? I mean, for God's sakes. Um... So she's Tandaran, the same species as uh, what did we call Al when in that episode? He was Colonel Grat. Colonel Grat, but I mean, what did we call him? Um, fucking Al. I think. I, 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 don't yeah. know. I, I just I just wrote <laughs> Mega Dick Al. You know, Mega Dick Al. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Dick Al. <laughs> Fascist Al. 
<laughs> so she's she's been asking all the same questions that he was, and he's like, "Who sent you?" Blah blah blah. What is your objective? In a extremely cool thing, she scratches him with her fingernail. Yeah. That was actually pretty awesome. That was James Bond shit. That was cool. Totally. And it's obviously like some kind of super Mickey. He just, plunk, you know, falls over. And then she mysteriously says that she can't have him interfering. And then she's gone. Turns out she is a Dean Stockwellian. <laughs> what was the name of the, what was the name of the, the alien, the, that species? Tandaran. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tandaran. Yeah. yeah. So, so Dean Stockwellian. Dean Stockwellian. Um, so then we, <laughs> this is kind of my favorite part. We watch Florida Man and Reed all sweaty and barefoot, like walk out of the club. <laughs> <laughs> there, It's the greatest walk of shame that has ever been a oh, walk yeah, of shame. Definitely. It's incredible. Yeah. I absolutely love this. <laughs> This is this is one of those other little things that bothers me about it, though. Why did he have to break a bottle to cut the ropes? Like, they were magic ropes that couldn't be untied. He broke it to get a sharp edge so he could cut it. They, were, they had their arms tied behind their backs. All they would have had to do was turn towards each other. Uh, Reed could have undone Florida Man's ropes, and then Florida Man could have undone his ropes, and then they could have untied their feet. Wait, I'm trying to picture how exactly they were tied up. They had their hands behind their backs, and then their feet were tied. Uh-huh. Their ankles were tied. But their hands were were their hands were tied behind their backs, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't see the knot you're working on. That would eh. take forever. I would absolutely do the exact same thing he did. I'd be like, "No, fuck that! <laughs> break a bottle, and then." But it took <laughs> them. Use that to it cut took it. them all day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it took them to the point where they were having to walk into the club with their like that like they, the club was open I, I, so it took them literally all day they should have thought of breaking the bottle sooner i've just untied a lot of knots so i i could see okay that that's gonna hang there for just a second but uh <laughs> <laughs> uh i could see them trying to untie each other mm-hmm you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just being like, no, they just uh, it, it getting frustrated. Just like, fine, fuck this. I'm just going to see if I could move this bottle over here with my feet. And yeah. Then break try it. and smash it. Yeah. No, yeah. And evidently uh, Florida man got whatever was in the bottle all over Reed. So now he stinks. <laughs> they were about to head up the stairs and some guy is like laughing at them and they stop and are like, <sighs> and that's when they look down and like keep walking. And you fucking look at me. So then we go from that to uh, Hoshi got the vampire D. Yep. I have searched the world over for you. So she evidently had a very good time. Um, and he wants to spend the day with her again. And she's like, two days and two nights. I'm like, eh. why do you have to say the episode title again? That has to be something. I'm going to hold on. It has to be do- something. I'm going to jujul it. <laughs> two days and one night is a South Korean reality show. So that's not that's it. Not it. Uh. I'm betting it's it's some kind of like maybe it's like military um, standard uh, time off, two days and two nights of like um, shore leave. I got off. The alarm went off. Yada yada yada. I don't see anything except this episode. Mm-hmm. Googling that, but no other episode that I remember 
kept hammering the name of the episode in the dialogue. Yeah, and I typed in, like, how long is Navy Shore leave? Six! And it could be, like, anything, basically. It's just however long they're going to be in port. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. Huh. All right. So there's more hilarity with Flocks in Flocks Bay. I don't want to spoil it. You kind of need to see it yourself. Like, the whole end scene with, you know, him fixing up milk toast and everything i don't want to spoil it because i just want people to watch it because it's really funny <laughs> <laughs> well you, you 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 check it <laughs> exactly yeah, exactly she's like okay, are you sure doctor. he's like you check it doctor <laughs> how about that yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> but the uh, best part is like so he gives travis this hypo spray he's like no this 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 it'll this, be fine this this is work. No, you, you watch now. And then gets, I don't know why he becomes southern when he's <laughs> hammered. He doesn't. But uh, but he but when he gives Travis the shot and he just plops the hypo spray thing just on Travis's chest and just passes yeah. out. That's the best. The thing just the beep on his chest is so good. There's no way that was in this script. No, no, I really There's think it no was just, way. yeah, I think it was just John Billingsley too, definitely. He had to have just done that, just a, there you go, and done. Bye-bye. <laughs> so Porthos wakes up Ahab by licking on his ear, which is so sweet. Poor little Porthos. She was, she was just walking around like, Dad's sleeping and something was wrong. I don't know what's going on. That requires no uh, training. You could just lay down yeah. and a, a dog will just come up and just be like, oh, ear time. Yeah, exactly. Now's the part where I lick your ears. They just <laughs> love that. I don't know so what. weird. Yeah, cats do that too. Yeah. Oh, cats will do that too? Uh -huh. Oh, shit, mine won't. Yeah. Mine don't give a shit. Your cat's weird. <laughs> so he's he's laying on the floor in the exact same spot she left him after drugging him his room door is still open that's weird yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like she didn't close his door like yeah that's just rude and leaves him there to be discovered because she is the worst spy and of course he's got a wanger of a hangover like you can tell Scott Bakula does a very good I have a hangover and just woke up. Yeah, it's good. Because oh, it looks like it hurts, you know, <laughs> and he's super pissed off, super pissed off. So they get back to everybody's on the shuttle again. And Florida Man and Reed don't have any of their clothes. Oh, yeah. Like, did the... What happened to the okay, Hawaiian so the shirt? Alien robbers dudes. Yeah, exactly. The alien robbers guy, robber guys, said it's too dangerous to go back to their hotel room and steal their shit. But <laughs> then when they're on the shuttle, they don't have any other shit. They just have like robes they on. They just rolled into the airport in their underwear. Yeah, and some robes that they found, I guess, in the hotel. <laughs> exactly. And, but, yeah. So, which means that they went to the hotel. Got robes, right. but didn't get their own clothes. Didn't get their own shit. <laughs> Where's the white And I'm shirt? pretty sure. Yeah, I'm. What the That's fuck? That's so strange. That is so weird. Just like this episode's like so odd in so many ways. And that's just like, I think that's the last one of the things that I'm like, what? Why did they do that? Uh, you know what? You yeah. know what? I would have loved. They have just enough time to kill to mm -hmm. where they can go try and find uh, some breakfast to and yeah. try to treat the 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 dangover that <laughs> the they've hangover, got because yeah. that hangover is <laughs> yeah. like dang. 
And uh-huh. and so they're just like in some diner kind of thing or cafe or something like that, just going, "Oh God!" And the or they 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 walk in and somebody goes, <laughs> "Gentlemen, uh, you need uh, clothes. clothes." And they're like, "What do you got?" <laughs> it's, it's, for some reason, yeah. there's these robes around. I don't know why it would happen. That would have been but good. Yeah, they, yeah. they're yeah. like uh, here, kind of like if you go to a fancy restaurant and they'll give you like a, a jacket, have like a jacket yeah, that somebody left over. Right, yeah. right, something like that. Here, I don't know. Put this over yourself, and then they're just <laughs> sitting there wearing those robes, like holding their heads, going like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, oh, God. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Just drink, trying to drink whatever Rise's version of coffee is. The last thing that anybody says is that is bullshit about what they did. Archer's like, oh, yeah, it was interesting. And then Hoshi's like, I had fun. Dark, penetrating eyes and lilty accent. Realistically, somebody would have told their story. I don't know about then. I think that this was perfect. I think it was absolutely, really? absolutely perfect that they all get in the shuttle and nobody says what they actually did. I mean, Hoshi's yeah. like, oh, I learned some new conjugation. She's like, yeah, I got my back broke. Right. But she's not going to like give them details or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. Uh, she's not going to give the details, but like. No, not details, details, but she's not going to say, yeah, I met Dracula and got laid. It was killer. <laughs> I, I love that scene. I think it was absolutely perfect that nobody says what they did or what happened. They just, everyone's just vague and yeah, the, yeah, great, great trip. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was fantastic. <laughs> Starfleet's first trip to Ryza, total fucking disaster, except for Hoshi. Uh-huh. I, I love that. I think that's fantastic. Disaster vacation. Have you ever had a disaster vacation? I've never had a whole real vacation, to be totally honest. It's the American way. I'm, you know, like when I was a kid, we were too poor for that shit. Yeah. And growing up, I've never been able to take, you know, when when I can take the time off, I'm too poor. And when I have the time off or when I can go somewhere, it's not, you know, it's not like I can really enjoy myself, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry to be, that's, that's terribly depressing, but I mean, that's true. Like I just, every, you know, people taking beach vacations like where they like rent a place for a week or they rent a hotel or whatever like that is just foreign to me i have never done anything like that only in america (laughs) you not being able to take a vacation that's that's what freedom is don't you know uh-huh. That's uh-huh. that's what they told me that uh, that's that's how I know I'm free is I never get a day off. Yep. Or if I do, I don't yep. make any money. Like I'm going to be out of town exactly. in a, in a few days and I'll be out of town for a few days and when I get back I'll have no paycheck. It's it's going to be great. Exactly. And that's how yep. I know that I'm I'm free. Yep. I'm a free American. Dirt fucking poor and can't get out of it. You can buy yep. consumer goods, but you can't go on vacation. No, God forbid. And certainly not go to another country where they live differently than you do and see that maybe the way you live isn't that fucking great. Right. You know, God for fucking bid you go to Europe or Sweden or Norway or someplace like that where it's actually fucking decent to live and you don't have to feel like, you know, never mind. I'm just going <laughs> to... That's going to take too long. Um, yeah. God forbid you get 
uh, hurt or hospitalized in a foreign country, and then at the end oh, they're like, God, "Look, yeah. you don't live here, so we got to hit you with a bill." And you're like, "Oh no!" And they're like, "Yeah, like twenty dollars." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I had a friend who was in England uh, for studying for a couple years, and he had like some urgently needed um, dental care, and England, mind you. <laughs> He went to the dentist and they had to do like like oral surgery and like a bunch of stuff. And he was like, oh, Jesus, this is going to be awful. $80. Oh, God damn. God damn. Dollars. And I'm talking, they had to put him under. What? Or, I mean, it, it was oral surgery. Can you fucking imagine how much, that, how much that would be here? Tens of thousands. Even if you had insurance. Yeah. It would still be eight, ten grand. We are and hope to remain listener supported. If you're an enterprising fan, we'll advertise your small business. Tell us about your plucky dream in an email to wearestartrekstuff at gmail.com to get started. There's two dogs in this episode, the Prada and Tibis, who plays Porthos and Rilo. And they had actually worked together before in the movie Cats and Dogs. You are kidding me. No. Oh my God! You're kidding me. <laughs> so, and this is actually Prada's last last episode. Breezy is going to be the the main dog now. Um, she was more spunky than Prada was. Um, the DVDs for this, you know, uh, series. There's a deleted scene um, where it's a one and a half minute exchange between Archer, Trip, to Paul, and somebody named Freebus, and it's how they paid for the shore leave. And this guy Freebus is taking an unspecified amount of dilithium to cover, quote unquote, all the costs for the vacationing crew members. And we learn that Ryza actually has numerous diversions for Vulcans, which is interesting. They paid in dilithium. thought that was very interesting. And then uh, the book that T'Pol gives Archer, um, Skan, the translator, is Sarek's father. So it's Spock's grandfather. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, too. Because I, I did like that there was a translated by whatever. There was a credit of the translation. I just thought it was a nice mm-hmm. touch to be thorough, but it actually yeah, I thought that would too. ties into, uh, into existing canon. That's amazing. My favorite little... <laughs> little clue uh, thing about this episode is that it's it's said on um on memory alpha years later brandon braga characterized this episode as a boring one about which he rhetorically asked who cares (laughs) (laughs) who cares what the fuck dude (laughs) that's so shitty especially to michael dorn the one episode that he did for this series and, and braga's like who cares whatever yeah what a dick. Unbelievable. What a dick. Wow. All right. Did it trek? <sighs> um it I don't remember an episode that had quite this character to it. Like this was an episode where there were basically like four storylines going on and none of them really intersected with each other. So I can't say um, it trekked because it's a Trek episode, but I don't feel like the way we're using that phrase that it trekked. 
Yeah, I'm going to agree. The only thing that I could think, well, you know, this thing happens in Star Trek a lot, is that a bridge officer went to a planet and got laid. And that happened right. at least <laughs> once with Hoshi. That happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that happens yeah, a totally. lot in the other series. You know, that's that's fucking yeah. tradition. Uh, so, right. Uh, okay, yeah, Hoshi got laid. I, I'm, I'm not totally <laughs> clear on if Archer did or not. Right. I honestly do not know. Uh, I think no. I think that was a no. I think no. I'm just going to say in general no, even though overall yeah. I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Dracula was in it, man. That was cool. <laughs> totally. So weird. I was, I was so sorry, I'm weird. real stuck on the Dracula. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to say no, uh, just in general. Like, uh, I yeah. didn't feel too much like a Trek episode. Like, a little bit, no. but not really. The only thing that it was really doing was carrying that um, that Suleiman thread. And that was the, the most it did. It did, did no heavy lifting. As far as um, any kind of real character development or anything, it was just some fun, which not, is not bad. It's not a bad thing to have fun, but there was no real, there was no heavy lifting in this episode. Yeah, and if you're going to do a lighter episode that doesn't, uh, you know, fuck with the, like, say, the, the Suleiman thing, if that's just kind of one thread that's in it, then really make it, like, funny. Like, make it really... Yeah. You know, th- there yeah. were some blown opportunities. Uh, the Night at the Roxbury mm-hmm. stuff was pretty good, mm-hmm. but but could have oh, been yeah. a lot better. The thing with Hoshi and, and Dracula could have been a lot better. That, that wasn't you bad. Know, it like, was almost like the... It wasn't bad. It was nice to see Hoshi get some screen time. Yes, that's for sure. Of course, they make it like, you know, relation to like a dude, but... Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Hoshi and Travis got more lines than they usually do. Certainly. Certainly. And that's in an episode that had a bunch of Archer and Trip stuff. Mm-hmm. And Billingsley got to like be really funny and great. Because Phlox has been missing. We ha- we've we been missing some Phlox in the last few episodes. Which, finally, yes. So there's there's plenty to like in it. Uh, it just d- it didn't mm-hmm. give me that mm-hmm. feeling that I get when I watch TNG or a good Voyager episode or something. Precisely. It, it doesn't scratch yeah. that yeah. Trek itch uh, at all, mm-hmm. really. Um, do you have a uh, band name? I don't think I had a band name. I'm just going to go personally with strippers and earth tones. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> strippers and earth tones. God, that's good. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got nothing. Um, I'm sure I could, th- I, I couldn't think of one at all when I was watching this. Yeah. I'm sure later on I'll, Oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. but oh yeah, for the moment, no, I got nothing. I got nothing <laughs> on band names. I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. It's yeah. all right. You don't have to. What about a non-Trek recommendation? I found this band called the Commotions, mm-hmm. and they sound like what they sound like from the name. Oh, they're doing kind of. That sounds great. Yeah, they they're doing uh like old school Motown type sounds. Nice. So it's like full horn section. They got two different singers. They got backup singers and old school bass tone and and keys and everything. And the mm-hmm. song arrangements and everything just drip of like classic Motown, which 
pound for pound, just the best block of music America ever made uh, was classic, classic Motown. So fuck yeah, man! I've been listening to that all week. Very cool. What is what is your non trek recommendation? On YouTube, there is a channel for the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. It is the best thing on YouTube. Like, I know that Craig Ferguson went off the air, like, the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson went off the air in, like, 2014, but, like, skip his interviews. Who gives a shit about the interviews of, like, you know, minor actors and, like, authors and shit? Like, who cares about that shit? What's funny is Craig Ferguson and the guy that plays his gay robot skeleton is, uh, is, <laughs> I know exactly there's a pantomime horse that runs around all the time seriously Craig Ferguson completely changed late night talk shows okay like before Craig Ferguson did the late late show it was you know Johnny Carson standard mm-hmm. you know yeah and you know Jay Leno that kind of bullshit right you know like what's on the news today (laughs) craig ferguson went fucking existential and dada and just was weird and hilariously funny okay so 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 funny and if you're ever in the mood like you watch a really serious heavy movie and you just need something funny and light that's what you go for Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson on YouTube. It's a whole channel. You can pick any date. You know, mostly like 2012 through 2014. But like, that shit is so funny. And he hates Trump. Hates him. Like, I don't know what, why he hates him so much. But like, Craig Ferguson fucking hates Trump. Nobody hates Trump the way that the Scots hate Trump. (laughs) It's true. They make Trump-hating into like an art form, and it's beautiful. I cannot go on and on enough about The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. So the next one is the season finale, right? Yeah, it's the season finale of the first season, so I'm not going to give away shit. Okay, I saw the title. It's called like Shockwave. Shockwave. Something like, you know, action thing. (laughs) So cool. All right, yeah, I'm Uh stoked. I'm stoked for it. I'm I'm stoked for the second season where we have new writers, new directors. The show gets a little, um, you know, a little more interesting. They have a little more of a range of um, things happen to them, and and it, yeah, it gets it gets better. I think we're all looking forward to that. So that's great. So that means our show might get better or. Worse, could could get worse. It'll get. It means it means our show is going to get better, which is why you should give us money. Become a Porthos better. Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. Give us five dollars. It's just five dollars. Five dollars. You can be a Porthos better for five entire American dollars, or (laughs) one uh, tenth of an ounce of. Dilithium. I, you know, uh, if, you, if you have <laughs> you dilithium, do- we will accept dilithium. Totally, I'd take I'd take some dilithium. I don't know what the hell it would do to me, but yeah, that's true. It might like melt your face. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I mean, Spock uh, fucked with it and it killed him. Yeah, and then he yep. came back to life because Spock is Vulcan Jesus. <laughs> I rewatched Search for Spock uh, the other day. I was like, this movie's fucking cool, man. I don't know why oh, it's people great. bag yeah. on it. No, it's fucking great. And you know what? What's what's her name is really good as uh, Savick. Sarek. Savick. Savick. She's yeah. really yeah. good because they replaced. Oh, yeah. It was what like Kirstie Alley or someone awful yeah. before that. 
She's fucking awful. So the one that they she got to replace awful. her is so much better. She is. She's great. Music provided by the band Motherfucker. Check out motherfuckermotherfucker.bandcamp.com. Oh, um, our Instagram page, Star Trek Stuff Podcast, and our uh, Facebook page, Star Trek Stuff Podcast. Uh, check out the Holocaust Saviors on Audible mm-hmm. by Ryan Jenkins. I guess that's it. Um, I'm done. That's it. Bye-bye. Goodbye. But yeah, so they basically Is that coming and, through on the on the mic when I do the yes. when I do the club music thing? Is yes. the is the low end coming through? Cuz okay. Not the not as much the low end, but I can hear it a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, uh <laughs> Like that. Does that is that better? No. No? Okay. I was doing so it was actually really hilarious cuz I was like doing the part like Yeah. By, by my neck and then just moving my face real down <laughs> moving my face down real fast to go it, it was really silly looking uh, this should this should not be a visual medium but if it was it wouldn't be the worst show no it's, it's true it's true <laughs> just me sitting here doing this i i was thinking of record of it could be fun at some point when we run out or maybe at the end of a season doing like a musical um, tribute version, like, <laughs> like doing it, like if Guns and Roses did Faith of the Heart. Could be fun, or Bob Dylan or something. I don't know. Oh God, Bob Dylan. Be long, getting from there to here. I did have something like that when I had my wisdom teeth taken out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A my the band that I was in apparently came over to my house, <laughs> played me a mix wow. of the album we were working on. I gave semi-coherent feedback and then went back to sleep. I have no memory of that whatsoever, <laughs> but I, when I sort of was coming to again, like being like, oh, what? like, you know, mm-hmm. off the meds and, and it, it wasn't a week. It was like, I don't know, three days, four days, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw the recording. It was like, they left me a CD. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> wait, what? This album doesn't exist yet. What are they talking about? Oh and then, my God. so I, so I call the guitar player, and he's like, "Yeah, we came over and played it for you, and you were like, uh, the the drums need to come up on this track, and the elephants aren't even backwards.' Like, I, <laughs> I, I wasn't entirely coherent. It's great. It's it's. Which, that I totally kind forgot of- about that.